revolutionizing health with spices, an interview with Raina Kumra. And she is a tech veteran turned functional food pioneer from debating ethical AI at Cambridge Union to shaping U.S. global media's tech strategy for Biden slash Harris. She's tackling health with spices at Spicewell. Join us as she shares her journey and why food as medicine is more than a trend. Welcome to the Wellness Driven Life Show, where you're about to go on a wellness-driven ride. Let me share a little bit more about the guests that we have here today. Raina Kumra, a partner at The Fund LA and CEO of Juggernaut, has an extensive career in innovation and digital strategy. She's held roles in the Obama administration and significant advertising firms, co-founded Maven and Guide Omnidyar Networks Technology. I know I didn't say that right. We'll have to ask her. Um, technology Ethics Portfolio, a member of the Council on Foreign Relations and a mentor at Teshstars LA. She's recognized as one of the fastest company's most creative people in business. Her education spans Boston University, NYU, and Harvard University. I am pleased to welcome to the stage Ms. Raina Kumra. Hello, April. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. So I, I biffed that up a little bit in your uh, description, your biography. It's all of the technical technical jargon that I am not as familiar with, but I know that you're going to be able to explain it so much more with us and whether it applies or not. But let's start there. Let's start by sharing with the audience a little bit more about you. Of course. Well, I am uh, happy to address any technical jargon. I have spent a long time living and breathing technical jargon. Um, I started my career in digital advertising, and then I had a tech startup that you know really was better than business school and understanding business and startups and technology. And, um, and then I became an investor at Omidyar Network and um, really leaning into impact and really leaning into ethical AI. And then I got to um, have the pleasure of running a small pre-seed stage fund in LA and we have 40 investments out of that. And then things have been um, really interesting since then, uh, kind of fully deployed the fund and then rolled right into a new company called Spicewell that we'll talk about today. You're a very busy woman. And <laughs> I, I and, and I must say, like, even just getting here, you're, you're, you've got so much going on. And it's amazing because you're a woman that's wearing all of these hats. You have an extensive background in, in so many different things, which really help you create to be the person that you are and do the things you are. You talked a little bit about, Raina, the 
how you started getting into to ethical values and all of those sort of things when it initiated with AI and then leading on into new things and new developments where uh, ethics came into play with just our overall well-being in general. So let's start by sharing with Spicewell because Spicewell is really uh, the, the topic of interest today and what you're creating in the health and wellness arena and why it matters. So let's start by initiating the story of really what inspired you and piqued the inspiration for Spicewell. Yeah, Spicewell was so random. I never thought I would end up being a food entrepreneur, but in the middle of the pandemic, I was sort of seeking my next thing. I knew I wanted to build another company, but I didn't know what. And um, my husband had knee surgery. And then about 12 hours later, my daughter, who was five at the time, broke her collarbone. So all of a sudden, I went from not one, but two bedridden patients who could not get out and get their own water or food or anything. And I was really just nursing them back to health. And um, that was sort of the sandbox in which Spicewell came to be. And it was really a wonderful experience just working fully on healing my family, giving them lots of turmeric and ginger and Ayurvedic recipes, things I learned from my mom and my grandma. And then they got better really fast. And I kind of came back to my kitchen. I had like dehydrated kale I took from the garden and broccoli. And I just was looking at all these powders. I was like, what else could we do with this? And then I learned a lot about the uh, nutrient deficiency that about 94% of Americans have. And then I got a little angry and I said, you know, we're eating and spending so much on food in this country and none of it is actually delivering the nutrients that we need. How can I change that? And how can I change that at scale? And everything I've ever done has always been, I'd say, at least partially motivated by activism. And in this case, this was the activism that I really wanted to make. I really wanted to present a change in the food industry that didn't require people to change their habits. Yeah. And so that's where we began. You know, what's so cool about that, Raina, is the fact that you had the knowledge and the know-how to evoke change on on a big scale because that's what you're familiar with that's what you're doing as an entrepreneur building businesses making sure that it is you know out there in the world um and sometimes on a worldwide scope which is really yeah. what we want to do when we inspire and we want to motivate the world to make these big planetary changes right because there is a lack and when we see that need that we all have and 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 why don't we just call it a pandemic right because it is what it is and we have this global yes. pandemic of where health our overall well-being comes to rise and it's things that we have lost and you talked about your grandparents and things that you learned and you start to recall right you start to recall the things that you learned from the the family and what comes in that deep rooted sense of how do I care for and nourish my loved ones? And it certainly comes to the forefront when it comes to loved ones, because those are the people we love and care about. And so we want to do everything in our power to make sure they're okay. And so a lot of things that I heard, especially uh, brought a lot of questions for me. Like you talked about dehydrated kale and I'm like, oh my gosh, you can dehydrate kale. Of course you can. Why am I not doing that? And like, 
like I, I know very well. And, and many of the people on the, uh, who are listening in know that food is so essential to our overall well-being. It affects our emotions. It affects how we feel physically. And so there's so many things that tie into this. And, um, you know, a beautiful thing that what you're bringing to light is that Ayurvedic aspect, which I don't know as much about, and, and maybe a lot of our listeners don't. So I'm excited to kind of bring that to light. Yeah, of course. I'm so I I love Ayurveda. I've learned so much more about it. I had really informal knowledge, but it's the indigenous South Asian Indian knowledge and Ayurveda basically means exactly translated is the science of living, the science of life. And with that there's many branches. One of them is around food. There's one around beauty. There's what, you know, there's so many ways you can use Ayurveda, but I like to explain it as yoga for food because there's uh, different methodologies and different ways of like basically going through different postures and different combinations that are really good for your body. And I have no idea how the, the folks who wrote you know, the original texts about Ayurveda knew this 5,000 years ago, how they knew what combinations are better for your cells, what combinations are better for different organs. I have no idea. They didn't have microscopes. Somehow they knew. And I think it's just kind of magic. And I, and I love it. And I love just learning more about it and using it in my day-to-day -day life. I would agree with you. It's definitely magic. And <laughs> I think that so many of us, when we finally come to the realization that uh, going down into those root areas of uh, being human and how we have managed to get along and survive through all of these generations and what has worked in the past and what is working now. We're, we're in this beautiful time in history where we have all of this new growth, these new ideas, this new technology. And so we're, we're in the science, of course, and many people hear me talk about the sciences that we now have. And I get so excited about it because now we get to bring the, the spiritual things that we cannot see to fruition and light because the science is backing it. And so it's a cool time in history. And yet bringing in also all of the knowledge and wisdom we have from our forefathers and for mm -hmm. down those historical lineage and lines where they didn't have the science to back it. What they did have was the, the intuition, the feeling, the tapping into the you know where they're they're really connecting more with the spiritual realm and mother earth and all of those yeah. things to bring the healing to light that we're starting to to bring more of that into light now yes yeah i mean they used to call uh, people who would put together different herbal tinctures um, for healing witches right so cuz they didn't have an explanation for how did they know that this herb and this herb together weren't going to kill you, but rather make you better. And I just think that, yes, there's a mystic element and 
there is such an advantage we have right now of blending ancient medicine and modern medicine and bringing those practices together so we get the best of all things. And food science has changed dramatically, but food has not changed and humans have not changed. So we should really be eating the same foods we were eating 5,000 years ago. Mm. I've been talking a lot about, Raina, how everything that the earth provides is good for us. I mean, let's not overcomplicate it, right? And if we just understand that and utilize that and consume what earth provides for us, then we're better off, (laughs) right? And, And yet we're given this incredible mind where we can be creative and we can create all of this cool stuff. And then what comes from that is all of the the, the new foods that we produce. Mm-hmm. We're combining all of the things and then processed food comes into light and a lot of other cool things that are good for us. But but if we if we bring it back to simplicity where it is from the earth from which it came in order to heal and nourish. It provides everything that we need. And it's a really beautiful thing. And it's a very simple idea, yet it's difficult to understand and live by because of what we've created and the conditions and the environment of which we have brought into our light now. Yeah, I think... Part of the activism of the food as medicine movement is to remind us that everything, even pharmaceuticals, everything came from plants. Everything starts with plants. So I agree 100%. We should just be eating as close to the earth as we possibly can without any of the processing as, you know, and and that's sort of what Spicewell really represented. It was a clean label salt because I know a lot of people think that salt is a pretty innocuous ingredient, but if you look at a label and you actually read the label, there's anti-caking agents, there's dioxide, there's things that you absolutely do not need to be putting into your body that are there to make the salt look more palatable and uh, pure white and flow uh, very well without clumping. But real salt should clump because that's salt's job. (laughs) And there's... um, you know, our salt is yellow in appearance because we've blended 12 organic vegetables into our salt and we've added Ayurvedic herbs and it is definitely not a pure white salt. We call it a golden salt. And our pepper is blended with turmeric and also has 12 organic vegetables. And that's what we're now calling new salt and new pepper because we it's actually old salt and old pepper because we just want to be going back to the way things were where you're just taking a rock that is salty grating it down and utilizing it on your food and you're getting your vitamins from vegetables which by the way we need to be eating more of <laughs> right and and yes it's all coming from the earth and and not only that right but you're you're backing it with today's science which is really cool i mean they say now we have proof that turmeric is something that we can consume to help with inflammation massive, right? And so yes, take a little bit of this each day. And so we we knew this long ago and now we're bringing it back to light. And again, combining it with pepper or other different herbs to really mm-hmm. uh, 
empower and enliven that particular substance to to be this powerhouse for us. And so when when you bring that to light, it really is giving us this really cool uh you know, essence of what we should be consuming each day to really have a, a better well-being. And mm -hmm. I want to bring back to light again something that you mentioned. You you talked about how when people were, you know, bringing in all of these herbs, they used to be called witches. And there's been many, many different terms that have been used across the board. I think that it's sadly and wonderfully we're, we're coming out of that. When we talk about terms and um, that's not the word I'm looking for, but titles mm -hmm. and what people perceive something to be. And, and, and it's not just that, or let's shed a different light on it. Yeah. Yeah. And in terms of labels and how people are using them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd say 95% of Americans aren't reading labels as it is. So that's probably one really good place to start. But, um, you know, I think once you see how bad some of the packaged foods are that you are getting in the grocery store and feeding to your families and feeding to yourself, once you understand some of those preservatives and what they do to your system, what they do for inflammation, what they might what they might cause long-term in terms of damage, you really get to have this moment of revelation and you can make a choice as a consumer. And you can make that choice of, do I unsee this and just forget everything I just learned? Or do I now take a different approach with what I'm putting in my body and fight back on big food? Because big food's just trying to put the cheapest possible ingredients inside of your body. And get you addicted to things so that they have a really great business model and they have good things to report to their shareholders. And I, I say this with like a straight face. This is not, you know, some theory. This is just everyday business in America. It is. And, and thank you for bringing that up. You're correct. <laughs> it's everyday business. And the business that you're bringing is authentic. And it's for our overall well-being. So thank you so much for that. I like to liken it to vote with your dollar. And when we purchase things that are better for us, that are organic, when we actually read the labels and we know exactly what we're getting and we can pronounce the things and we understand what it is, then that's voting with our dollar. It is making a difference. It's making a change. It's it's starting to shift the uh, what what is going to be coming to us in our grocery stores. It's going to because if we're not putting money into the other products, then they're not going to continue producing or the business is going to fall off. And so there's a lot of power that the consumer has. Absolutely. I love that concept of voting with your dollar. You do that every day. So don't just, you know, waste those votes blindly, right? You have to, you have to pay attention because I think we're at the very, very beginning of the food as medicine movement. And I think this change is going to stick. I really, truly believe that, or I wouldn't have started a company on that premise. And we can't go back. Like once you see it, you can't go back. You can't say, oh, okay, you know what? I'm still going to feed the crappy stuff 
the uh, Kraft macaroni and cheese that has 16 extra ingredients to my children, which I know causes gut inflammation. And I know that you're not going to go back and do that as long as you have a choice. And you have that choice as long as you're educated and you have the dollars. <laughs> Absolutely. So that being said, you you talked about Right now, you said I would not have started this entire business and invested and put my time into all of this if I didn't feel very strongly about what I was doing and it, that it was going to make an impact for the the people, the loved ones, the world around me. And so we're going to move into our commercial, but when we get back, let's talk a little bit more about that and what have what you've learned along the way and what truly did inspire you to continue on the journey with this business. Stay tuned. Are you ready to take control of your ride to wellness? Rev up with Driven Living. Visit www.drivenliving.com and buckle up for a journey. Get exclusive access to our Wellness Driven Life Show guest portal, where you can dive deep into the minds of our esteemed guests. Sign up for our newsletter and get insider scoops on these distinguished personalities. It's like having a backstage pass to their life-changing wisdom. But that's not all. You'll also receive a free hug. You heard me right, a free hug. An enlightening ebook from the Driven Living team Discover the science-backed benefits of hugging yourself. It's a fill-up for your wellness tank. Because at Driven Living, we believe in fueling your journey to wellness, both physically and psychologically. So what are you waiting for? Visit www.drivenliving.com today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back. We're here with Raina Kumra and the owner of Spicewell.com. And so I'm going to display that. We'll do it a few times throughout the show. You can also find it in the description. But we're we're speaking with a creator of Spicewell and learning the why and the how and the movement and why it's very, very important of that food is medicine. This is a, an extraordinary movement that is definitely coming to the forefront for so many people, especially when the world has experienced a global pandemic where we are understanding how important that is to maintain our overall health and well-being. Because if not, when drastic things happen, our likelihood of survival start to slim down, don't they? And you experienced that when you were taking care of two loved ones, your husband and your child, when they both became uh, knocked down and ill at the same time. And so now you're nurturing and caring for them. And through that, you started using herbs and you started remembering the things that grandparents used to do. And so let's talk a little bit more about that. What are some of the things that you have learned on this journey and in the creation of providing some really awesome products to the public? 
Oh gosh, I learned so much. Um, from the very, very, very start, I just fell in love with putting different food combinations together. Now I come from a family that I will happily say every other member of my family is a better cook than I am. Uh, so I have tasted a lot of wonderful food and um, a lot of really healthy food. And that's just how we have always cooked in our Punjabi um, family. And I really, I never thought of myself as a chef or anything like that. I was always pretty, pretty good in the kitchen. I could get things done. But for the wellness and the health aspect, I just loved. I just, I was like, what is exactly the right combination of vitamins? Should we put 50% of your vitamins in a teaspoon or should we put 10%, which is where we ended up? And I love the process of of teaching uh, myself how to do a little bit of food science. I love the process of sourcing ingredients and finding the exact right place where you could find the cleanest ingredients that were ethically manufactured. And I absolutely found this new thing in me, which I would have never known because I'd always worked in tech, but I love product development. I loved it. I love formulation. I loved trying out new recipes and putting them in the hands of hundreds of people to test and help me get feedback and then eventually launching this product, which, you know, is a performs just like salt and pepper. It's a one-to-one -one with that, but it has none of the bad stuff and it has all the good stuff. So that's really like, there were so many learnings, but probably the best thing I did is I took an online course with Cornell in plant medicine. And I really understood the scientific compounds behind what we were experiencing when we were eating different vegetables and why they were functioning the way they were and why they were important to our body. I mean, I think when I started my research, I, I, I only vaguely connected that vitamins and vegetables were, you know, part of the same family. <laughs> you know, we don't until we learn. Right. And I, I think that there's there, you have to come to that point in life where you really get intrigued by it, unless it's from a young age that you were interested in it. Right. And there, but there has to be an event to inspire us to dig a little deeper, a reason, a why, a desire to learn more. And then it's kind of like tumbling down the rabbit hole. Right. Because totally goes deeper and deeper and continues. And it's like, oh my goodness, well, this has this cause and effect because of this. And, and it just goes on and on. And it's, it's really a cool thing to dive into when you're interested. And, and what's wonderful about what you have done, Raina, is that you've done that work for everyone to where when we're going along in our busy lives, our day in and day out, it is so relieving to know that there are companies and businesses out there that have done that work for us that we can trust and rely on. Because if we don't have the, uh, you know, and hopefully we don't have that horrific life experience to where we need to dive deep and do the, the the work ourselves and figure it out. We have places and companies such as yourself that have done it and we can rely on that and we can just utilize it and go with it. And um, it's, it's all of these sorts of things that we incorporate with our daily living. This is the lifestyle, right? And exactly. is key. And it's all of those little things that we start to ingrain and incorporate 
with the daily habits that we have that really have an effect on overall well-being. So let's talk a little bit about the spices that you have. You're talking about salt and peppers. Mm -hmm. And so why is it that you have integrated the combinations that you have and why are they powerful? How do they make a difference for us? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Well, initially, I didn't know what format I was going to do something for food in and salt and pepper. It was just right there under my nose. No one had really done anything, I think, really innovative with salt in about 100 years. And I was like, okay, well, this could work. And it doesn't need refrigeration. So that's another plus. And I do love spices and I have a ton of them at home. So I just sort of began mixing everything together. But, you know, going back a little bit to to what you said, like, I wanted it to be convenient. I wanted to be convenient for everyone. And I wanted no habit change to take place. Because for me, habit change is really hard. I know I'd like go on a nice kick for a couple of weeks, and then eventually I go back to what I was doing. But replacing something that's a default product, that was easy. That part I have done. I have swapped out products. And I think a lot of consumers do swap out their products every now and then and find a new staple. And I thought, I want to be that staple. And I really have um, enjoyed this process of entering into the food industry and, you know, becoming a, a CPG entrepreneur and meeting so many other fantastic food entrepreneurs who share the same vision in what they're doing, the products they're creating and making sure that something is cleaner and better for you, but also better for the planet. Like so many aspects that big food just never has considered. Well, I love that you're talking about, you know, utilizing something that is so commonly used uh, yeah. pretty much across the board, right? Across the yeah. world. Eight billion people. Yeah. <laughs> people are using salt and pepper. It is just what we do. And being able to integrate that into something new where, again, it's boosting and and just like powerhousing something mm-hmm. that that we're already utilizing is brilliant. Oh, thank you. Thank you for that compliment. That means a lot. (laughs) Yes. Well, it is right. And and just like you said, it's, you know, you're, you're taking something uh, simple, something that everybody has Mm -hmm. access to that they use on a daily basis, Mm -hmm. usually Mm -hmm. numerous times a day. That's right. Yeah. And being able to, and I think that that is also the the part of the brilliance of how we're going to evoke the most change on yeah. on a worldwide scope is by doing that, making it easily accessible. If we consider the the environment that we're walking into in the grocery store, yes, is the first thing you see are bags of chips and uh, M and M candy, right? All. <laughs> All of the things that are not good for us. But when we start learning and having the awareness of that, oftentimes it's it's on the outskirts of everything. If you stick to the outskirts of the grocery stores, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know how common that is globally, but it's it's often mm-hmm. said within the U.S. that that is um, that's common, right? So if we have that understanding and the knowledge, we can start to utilize it. Absolutely. Yeah. Always shop on the outside of, a, of an American grocery store. I'm actually not sure about the rest of the world, but for sure in America, you'll find 
less of the garbage that you shouldn't be putting in your body, less processed foods on the outside, and then moving in, you'll find more and more processed foods. Of course, except for the spice aisle, which is not as processed. <laughs> you can still go there. It is in the center of the world. That's true. I'm like, I don't want you not to go there. Um, but, you know, I got very lucky when I was formulating to meet a, a very seasoned Ayurvedic doctor and expert in India. And he's the one who helped me really put together these combinations. And in Ayurveda, there's not just one salt or, you know, salt doesn't just have one function. It's There's actually six different salts that have different jobs to do in your body. And so that's why we landed on a pink Himalayan salt as our base. Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, there's so That's much I learned. And then I was also really lucky to get an early advisor in Dr. Mark Hyman and his functional medicine approach and everything that he has kind of written about in longevity. It really does require us to eat a variety of vegetables. And I wasn't doing it. And I knew people who weren't doing it. So I was like, let's just put the vegetables into the salt and pepper and call it a day. <laughs> It's, it's a great start. And, and I love that. I love that what you're doing really has the research behind it. You have done extensive research in that as far as even going to, to people who have all of this wisdom, you know, in different areas of the world. And it's, it's through that, that we're really going to gather, gather enough evidence that these are the things that we should be using. Mm -hmm. And, and I say that it's a wonderful start because yes, absolutely. And tell me what you think you you're now you're gaining all of this knowledge, all of this wisdom through this journey that you've had. I, I imagine that it has opened up and inspired you to start eating differently and mm -hmm. having more of those fruits and vegetables and incorporating all of those colors. What I love most about it is when I picture uh, food items that are more from the earth and more natural, they mm -hmm. are more colorful. I mean, it's more exciting to me to want to eat that than it is to have the the hamburger and fries or the you know they're 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 more lifeless they're more colorless yes yeah. they taste good and i love the way that they taste right they've certainly gotten that down but when we talk about different varieties and colors and textures it, it's a beautiful thing it is it is and i think you know, I'm not going to say you have to go and eat like completely clean. And you know, I know how hard it is to shift diets, but I think you can add more vegetables to whatever you're doing. And it's going to help counteract some of the issues that you might get from eating too many processed foods like broccoli and sulforaphane, which is a compound in broccoli has been known to help uh, with anti-cancer cells kind of growing. And so there's lots of things that you can do just by adding more vegetables. So if you just start there, you're going to be in, it, it, like you said, a April earlier, it's a good first step. It's a good start. And I think we all just need to start because you don't just become a wellness junkie overnight. Um, I know <laughs> it takes, it takes, it takes a little longer. Um, but you know, at home, like I think some of the changes I realized my husband's a big gardener, he loves growing all oh, kinds wow. of vegetables and I never paid any attention to it. I was like, well, that's his thing. Um, but it's so great to actually clip off the fresh herbs. It's so great to take something right out of the ground, wash it and prepare it for your family. And it tastes better. It just tastes 
like the way it was always meant to taste. If you, even if you've never had that, <laughs> you know, when you have a cherry that is a real cherry flavor versus what you've had, you know, for the rest of your life before, um, when you eat something. It's a big difference. So fresh. Yeah. And it's for me, amazing. I found, yeah, that purple cabbage is actually, I have always loved it. I didn't really pay attention to it, but I love it. I love it all the time. I'm going to have it all the time now because it's just, you yeah. just remember that there are things that you naturally are attuned to and you just have to follow your gut. Mm, that's a really good statement there to follow your gut, you know, and that's another thing that we can talk about is really when we start listening to our bodies, that intuition, our bodies are going to tell us what's good for us. And when we start to incorporate eating cleaner and, and eating these fresh natural foods that our body is going to start liking it. It's going to say, yes, please. I want more of that. And we're going to start craving it. It takes time, but that's I think that's a really important factor to mention is that it's, it's not going to happen right away. What the body is used to, that's what it's going to want to continue to go to. You've conditioned it. And I'd also love to share some light. Uh, we had Eric Edmeads who was on the show at one point and he said, it's nobody's fault. It's nobody's fault that we eat the way we do, that we have the habits that we have. It's because we have been conditioned to. It's it's exactly what I said about the grocery store idea is when we walk in, this is what we see. This is what we're exposed to. So if we don't, if, if we have lack of choice, you know, and there are areas within the country that certainly do not have the choices of fresh, you know, when you're super inner city, it, it, we don't have the options and it's very unfortunate. So we, we, that's our environment. And so what else are we going to choose? That's what we know. That's all there is. That's all. That's the only option you have. But I think even in food deserts, there's more and more programs to at least get the fresh vegetables. And it doesn't matter what your sort of economic situation is eating fruits and vegetables is always going to be affordable, especially if you grow them yourself. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely, especially if you grow them yourself. And I think it's really cool the things that we're starting to to learn and offer. Uh, it's becoming more and more popular to grow, have indoor gardens, for instance. Yes. I mean, it's a popular thing to have the tower gardens. Mm -hmm. I have one myself. But really, there's a lot of things that you can do where you don't have to spend a ton of money and it's just really being creative and learning and gaining the knowledge of what you need to do uh, to be able to do this on your own. It's, it's a cool, cool time. We have this thing that's really awesome where we have an immense amount of knowledge that we can gain access to. I mean, you go online and you can search up anything. It's just Absolutely incredible. YouTube is such a powerhouse. YouTube is a great resource for, for um, getting started with gardening, actually. And and that's exactly right. You don't even need a pot or soil. You just need a cup of water and you can start growing stuff. Like you can yeah. take celery and grow a new celery out of it. Um, and I think there's just so much that we're not doing. You don't have to become a homesteader for this. Like I'm just saying it's a small change that you can make and it's never bad to know how to grow things that you need to eat. <laughs> no, and get spice well. So <laughs> let's let's talk about that a little bit right now. What are what is your 
big audacious goal with this. I mean, you have, you've given the, the community access to these incredible products that you've created, the powerhouse products where we get to put them on our fruits and vegetables every single day and, and really start to incorporate more nutrition into us uh, for our overall gut well-being, right? Mm -hmm. And so... I, we have access to this. It's spicewool.com. Check it out. It's a beautiful website. And what else goes along with that? What is your overall goal? And how do people access more and learn more about what you're doing? Oh, of course. Uh, our website's a great place to start. We're also on Amazon. And um, I'm just so excited because tomorrow we have our biggest store launch ever. We're um, going to be in 22 states and 161 stores. And I think that is part of our vision is we, we know that people aren't looking for salt and pepper necessarily online. That's not something you go and search for. You might search for some makeup or clothes or shoes, but salt and pepper is more of a grocery item. And that's something that you should encounter at grocery stores. So just getting into retail has been a big goal and we'll be at over 250 stores um, this starting this week. And uh, you can find us at the Fresh Market as one of them. And if you're on the West Coast at Gelson's and um, Air One and a few other specialty markets across. And, and next, I think over 2024, we should be in more and more stores, hopefully getting into everyone's neighborhood who's interested in buying it because we want to be your default. We want to get you to stop buying Morton's and stop buying McCormick's and start buying Spicewell because it is better and cleaner for you. That is absolutely incredible. Congratulations. And, and you're right. People, first off, having your product on Amazon is awesome because so many people divert to shopping on Amazon. It's very convenient. It's very quick. It is something that more and more of us are getting familiar with, you know, mm -hmm. being able to do online shopping, have it delivered to your door. If we are an entrepreneur or we're not feeling well to have something delivered to our doors is really an incredible thing. And when we can have food delivered to us, Wow, right? It's just, it's this really great feeling. And so having access to that is incredible. But but what you're saying is you are in person, in grocery stores, people can see it, they can find you on the shelves. What an extraordinary leap for business. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it took a lot of doing, but we're doing it. <laughs> Well, when you have a great cause and you continue doing it and continue moving forward, I mean, that's how it works, right? So it has been wonderful to have you on the show to share this incredible business that you're creating. And thank you so much for offering it to us. Thank you so much, April. I'm so glad I got to share the news with you guys first. <laughs> Yes. I, I mean, I feel thrilled, excited, and honored. Thank you so much. This is cool. I'm really excited to see where you're going to go with this and how you're going to expand. I, I have a feeling that this is just the beginning. It is. Uh, I think that when we're inspired and moved to be of light and service to the world in our greatest capacities, and especially when we have the resources to do it, uh, magic happens. It is going back to where we started. It's magic. It's all magic. 
It is. So Raina, it has been fabulous to have you on the Wellness Driven Life Show. Is there anything else you want to share with our audience today? Well, I would actually love to share a discount code if I could for Spice Yes. If anyone's interested, you can use the code SPVIP15 and you get 15% off. And um, everyone who is a subscriber to Wellness Driven Life ought to know about it and give us a try. <laughs> That's awesome. So I have that scrolling. Tell me if I have that right. SPVIP15. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm here in the background. I've got this rocking and rolling. Yes. And, uh, we'll make sure to put that in the YouTube link as well. So very cool. And thank you so much for that offer. That's incredible. Make sure to check out her website. Thank you again, Raina, for being a guest thank on you, the April. show. And thank you so much for our, our audience for tuning in. Without you, the show wouldn't be possible. So thank you so much. Goodbye for now. And we will see you next time.